Welcome back to the Dream Lab series podcast, where we take you behind the mindsets of high achievers. My name is Audrey Diaz-Robles, and I am your life and confidence coach. I'm Sabrina Garcia, and I'm your life and business coach. I say this at the beginning of every podcast, but today I'm really excited about our guest. So... The bigger umbrella is her name is Frances Batista. She's a Dominican-American woman born in New York, raised in DR. She is the owner and principal agent of Mooney Insurance and Mooney Tax. And she specializes in personal and commercial insurance, as well as personal and business income tax preparation. And the reason that she's on our podcast today is because she reached out to me and she's like, I have so much value to offer and speak to the women who listen to your podcasts about. And the reason that I was like, yes, I absolutely want to hear from you is because I see her as a little sister. So those of you that know me know that I lived in the Dominican Republic for a while And my brother's best friends who grew up around the corner from our house were the Batista family. And so I got to watch Mooney grow up. That's what we call her, Mooney. And now to see her become this badass woman that has (laughs) built a really successful business for herself, it just fills me with so much joy and pride. Um, So welcome to the show, Mooney, Francis. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here, too. Welcome. Where does the Mooney come from? Because you introduced her as Mooney to me, and that's the name of your business. So let's just—I want—I want in on the information. My my oldest brother Frankie. I mean, he made up this story for years that said when I was a baby, I used to like to stare at the moon. So he gave me that nickname. But I found out through my mom that the day that I arrived from the hospital like when I was born he just started calling me that like he just goes oh look at Mooney 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 and then he just he just gave me that nickname and I've had that nickname ever since I was born basically so everyone calls me Mooney and my close friends and fam like everyone and yeah that's why I named the business Mooney Insurance and then Mooney Tax for the tax business and I like it because a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that it's my family nickname. Some people, I get calls all the time for municipal insurance because Mooney is also a short name for municipal. And we actually do municipal insurance. So it's kind of nice. You know, it brings business that way. And it's also a term of endearment in India. So like mm-hmm. I get a lot of people from that region calling in thinking that we're like an Indian run business. So it just works. It's just, I like, I like that it could be anything, you know, and it could be a mystery. And I kind of hate when customers know that it's just my family nickname. I like to keep it like a mystery, you know? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I know, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> no, like I, sometimes it's, it's just nice. Like when they don't know, I feel like it's good for business sometimes. Yeah. Well, here's why I love this, because when we started the Dream Lab, one of the things that we said is that we're the daughters of the American dream. Right. And as Latinas, family is so important to us. And you're such an example of that. So number one, your example of this daughter of the American dream, and we'll get into your story and how you started your business and who works with you. And also because it's tax season. 
Right. So if you own a business or you're you're working on your side hustle, there are things that you need to know when it comes to insurance and taxes, and you're going to share those things with us today. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited because I, well, there are two things I always tell people. If you don't have a side hustle, get one because there's tax benefits. But then there's people who will start a side hustle and they don't even think about how that additional income could really be serving them better. So I'm excited to dig into that. But before we get started into that, a lot of what we talk about here is how do we provide more value to women who are just trying to grow and do better for themselves. And I can't imagine what it's like just to start a business that probably, you know, not something you grew into, but you moved also from like different areas. So tell us a little bit about how this even started. How did you get back from DR here? Are you, You're back in the States, right? <laughs> yeah. And so but that's a lot of change to navigate through. It's a lot of confidence to develop to be able to make these decisions for yourself. So just give us a little background on how you got started and, and how did all of these changes kind of lead you down this path? So when we moved, we moved back to the States in 2003 when my brother was actually going to college. He had applied for only schools here and we just my family just decided that we all come together. And so I was in high school at the time and my senior year in high school, I wanted to uh, go to a homecoming party and I wanted uh, money from my mom to get a dress for homecoming. And she basically said, I'm, she, she was working as a tax accountant in this firm that did insurance and taxes. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to give you money for the dress, but I'm going to give you a little, you know, after school job so that you can just buy the dress yourself. So I started working at this insurance and tax firm and I, you know, I ended up getting the dress. I, I'll never forget. I paid like $136 for the dress. I want to say my first paycheck was like $130, like $9. It was like I had like $4 left or something for it. And, and that's how I started in insurance, actually. I was, when I went to college, I graduated from UConn with a BA. I did a double major in English and urban studies. And my plan was always to become an English teacher. That's just what I wanted to do. Uh, I, I was very, you know, passionate about literature at the time. I was just, there's not much to do in Connecticut, right? So it was a huge change from Santiago to Connecticut. When I came to Connecticut, I, I started reading a lot more and I became very passionate about literature. So I was like, I'll major in English and I'll be able to do this for school. But then I had this moment, this is one of those moments that we all have in our lives where you're just sitting in a room and you just think about your entire life in like this, you know, and I was sitting in this English class. I, I forget, I don't know if it was like romantic British literature or something. And I remember looking around and just feeling like I didn't fit in. Like I didn't quite, like this wasn't for me. So it was like my junior year where I decided, I was like, is it really what I wanna dedicate my life to? And I had already 
for a few years been working at this insurance and tax firm. At this time, I'm already an insurance agent. You know, again, I was just doing that to to go through college. It was just a job for me. It wasn't something where I thought my it would be my career, right? So finally, you know, I'm in college, I'm sitting in this English class and I'm like, is this really my calling? I, I just didn't identify in that moment with what I thought I wanted. And so I had a complete change of heart. And I said, you know, I'm going to continue my studies. Obviously, I'm not going to change my major now, but I'm not going to pursue the master's in education as I always planned. I'm just going to, I don't know, just see where this financial industry can take me. I just felt like at the time I was more into you know, making money and things yeah. of that nature. And obviously that wasn't going to happen if I became yeah. a teacher. So, you know what Not I love? Yeah. yeah. I love to, that was a lot you said there, but I just want to unpack it for our listeners so they can see you did three things that I could clearly identify. Number one, you gave your permission, you gave yourself the permission to change your mind, which is huge. And you still decided to finish. Like, it wasn't lost time, right? You're like, I'll finish and I still get to do something else, right? And then I think as women were taught sometimes like once you, well, you went this far, you you got to push it through. You got to see it through, right? But there was something else that there was no shame in what you said, which I find no shame in. But I know people struggle with this. There's like, I want to make money. And at some point you had to ask yourself like, if what you're doing is, going to provide for you in the way you want to. And I'm not to say that you can't do that as a teacher or in, in literature or anything like that, but you just have to really evaluate. Like you said, find yourself in that room and ask yourself what you want. And sometimes things are just in your face. At our Dream Lab Self Mastery, Julissa Prado was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And she's like, wait, I've been doing people's hair for all these years, right? Like, why am I looking for something that's already... It's like basically in your face. And I think we just don't take time to really walk ourselves through what that process could be like. Because if you put all this time into this major, then nobody will want you because they don't understand what you're doing. And that's not true, right? So that's amazing. I love that you changed your mind and that you just said, no, yeah, I'll still do this. Yeah. And I love, and I just want you guys to know, I do not for any moment ever regret my what I did as an undergrad in college I find my degree one of the most valuable things that I have and obviously you know we come from my parents actually went to college but you know we're still like we're immigrants anyway my you know my parents immigrated from the Dominican Republic they they moved to New York you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, they finished college and, you know, they went to Lehman College. So they always sort of instilled in us kind of, you know, how our parents are, you know, they, they want you to go to college. That's the most important thing. Obviously, to me, I see a value in it for different reasons. It's not always about, oh, because of the job you're going to get for me, it's a different sort of value. It's for the experience and for the way it, for me, the most valuable thing that I learned from college was to be able to think critically. Yeah. And, and to me, isn't that like one of the most important things 
that you can have as a business owner or as anyone in general. Like, so I always tell people, it doesn't matter what you study. It doesn't matter what mastery class you do, any, anything you put your mind to that you get something from, it's never wasted time. It's mm -hmm. always, there's always value to, to that. So I find my English degree to be very valuable because it allowed me to think critically the way that I read things and the way that, you know, sometimes even contracts, it's, it's very important to be able to, to understand what's in front of you and understand when you don't understand. So, you know, that's, it's just a message that I have to people like, just because you studied something, it's not really wasted time or even wasted money for that matter. Yeah. By the way, I love that to understand what you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, the humility it takes to admit that and ask questions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So talk to us about your business, what you've built, and how your family plays into it. Yes. So I started Mooney Insurance five years ago. <clears throat> it's going to be six years now. Oh, my goodness. Time is just flying. It just, I can't believe it. Um, but it was just something that you know, as I told you guys, I was working at an insurance agency. I was doing very well. I, I became very passionate about insurance because, you know, we're protecting people's most prized possessions sometimes, like the things we've built, like we're protecting people's assets, we're protecting people's businesses. To me, that's, you know, a lot of people look at insurance as just kind of like another expense, right? But in actuality, we are in in some cases like heroes, the people who who have suffered <clears throat> major disasters sometimes, you know. I've had some, you know, we have a lot of customers and I've had some people never have anything happen to them at all, but I've had some situations happen to people where if they didn't have the correct coverage in place or any coverage at all their whole future or everything they've worked for their entire life is like over, you know, like it's just gone in a fire, for instance, you know, I've had customers where their businesses have burned down completely or their buildings or their homes, you know, their kitchen, things of that nature. So I, I, I started the business because I knew that our community, especially needed, you know, we needed representation. We're very underserved here in Connecticut. In Connecticut, insurance is a white man's game in Connecticut. I, you know, I, I'm sure not just in Connecticut and actually in America, 93% uh, of agency principals, and this is, you know, these are U.S. figures, are white males, okay? Agency principals are agency owners, essentially, independent agent owners. And there are a lot of independent agencies all across America, in, especially in Connecticut, because at one point, Connecticut was actually the insurance capital of the world, Connecticut and uh, London. So, you know, I noticed that a lot of our people, especially the Latino community, they didn't have, you know, they don't understand their, their insurance agents. They don't understand coverage. They don't understand what they're buying, what it, wh why they're buying it. And that is why a lot of people end up underinsured. So when things happen, 
they they don't even know like what they could have had or how they could have been helped. And so that's why it was really important for me to I, I saw like a need. I saw there to be a demand within my community for for insurance and for taxes, for that matter, as well. It's really interesting to see how in the past five years we've. I've seen so many more of my people like become involved in the, you know, in the tax business and in the insurance page space, which is something that I, I love and take a lot of pride in. Um, I love to, I love to be a part of like associations where we just help each other and, and we grow together and it's just something really important to me. So that's kind of like how we started. I know I kind of like went in circles, but that's just how it began. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention, and this may inspire those people who are scared to take a leap, my former employer, you know, once said to me, I, I wanted to start insuring bigger things. And he said to me, well, we can't do that. We can't do what, you know, he goes, what so-and-so agency does. And I'm just like, why not? We have the same license as them. And I w in that moment, I knew, okay, I need to create my own thing and take it to the, you know, take it to the top because clearly there's like a different, you know, we didn't have the same mindset or mentality. So that was one of the main pushes that I had to start my own business as well was I was put, uh, they put a limit on me and I, I don't like being put in, you know, put limit on myself. So with with that, right, like, I think a lot of people have been put in instances where they feel there's a limit and then they're just like, okay, so I guess we can't. Or they get frustrated because they're like, I know it can. But the the idea of like, well, I got to go do my own thing just for some reason doesn't click right away. What thing, where does that come from within you? Well, you know, and I'm glad you wait, wait, wait. mentioned me, that because there's. Let's pause real quick. Let's pause because I'm going to edit this out. Okay. I won't be able to edit the crumbling over your voice. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. So I, I, I had already asked the question, so go ahead, answer now. So what's interesting about that is that when I wanted to initiate my business the first time, I didn't want to tell anyone, right? I kind of was doing a lot of research, a lot of reading at night, um, and I started just getting everything together. And my former boss went into my email and found out what I was doing. And he took me to the back room and he scared me, basically. He says, oh, you're not going to be able to afford E&O. Do you know what E&O is? You know, that's errors and emissions insurance, by the way, for people in the professional industry. And it's something you need to have to protect yourself as like an insurance agent, a realtor, things of that nature. And He's just like, do you know what that costs? Like, he just filled my head with all of these things. And it worked. It worked for him for a little bit because he says, listen, I'm going to keep you here. I'm going to give you a raise. We're better together. It was like this whole drama that happened. And I stayed out of fear. Like, I, in that moment, he won. I stayed out of fear. And I shut everything down. I canceled the license. I shut everything down. 
there was only one thing that I didn't shut down and it was the corporation that I had formed because in the back of my head, I knew that I was going to do this anyway, you know? But in that moment, I, I had shut everything down. And then I want to say like four or five months later, I said, okay, I'm ready to do this again. So I started to do it again. He found out again. I forget what it was. There's a lot of, you know, parts to that story. But long story short, he takes me to the back room again. He tries to make me stay. Now he wants to partner with the business that I'm about to create, right? And then in that moment, I said, listen, this is what I want to do. If you want in on it, I invite you. And if you don't, then I'm just going to, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong here. You can't sue me for, you know, for anything. I have a non-compete. I took it to an attorney. I already know that all I, I, I just can't take any of your clients. I'm clear. I don't want any of your clients. I kind of just have a different vision. We have a different mindset. I have to leave. So he wanted me, he's like, listen, we could do this together, but it's got to be my way. And then that's when I was just like, listen, like I'm out. And then I left. But I just want, you know, I wanted to share that because I did, I did fail in the beginning when I started the business and I operated out of fear because I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything. And if I had the network that I have now, I have a very strong and solid insurance network that would have never happened. But obviously, I feel like sometimes you you become sharper and smarter when you go through these certain failures. So a lot of things happened when I was starting the business where it didn't quite take off the way that I wanted to. But but then I finally got the support that I needed and then was able to to move on and, and to, to get where I am today. I loved what you just said. Because we always have that choice, right? One of the things that Sabrina and I teach, especially right now, we have an Atrevete Mastermind group going for women that's going to walk them through life and then business coaching. One of the things that we were talking about last week, actually, is that you have this choice between showing up as this limited version of you that's full of fears, that's just comfortable in your discomfort. And then you do this dance into becoming a more empowered version of you where you're choosing your highest self, you're choosing what you want. And this story is just such a perfect metaphor for that dance that we do between that limited version of us that's scared to make a move, listening to the fears, and then the version of us that moves into the empowered person, our, our true essence, what we know deep down inside we're able to do. And that's exemplified in the form that you kept the corporation because you knew deep down inside. Yeah. So my question for you is, what was it that finally made you say, I'm not going to be afraid. I know this is for me. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to stand it up to the man. Because that's what you did. Um, it was just, you know, you get to this point where you're, you just, and this happens with everyone. This happens with friendships. This happens with family where you just, your values no longer align with one another, right? You, you get to this point where I wanted to do something that they didn't want to do. And that was, I wanted to better serve my community. I don't want to sell, you know, there are some agencies that are just order taking where they're just like, all right, this is what you want. Boop, 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 boop. They sell you a policy next, that kind of situation. And then there's other places that it isn't just order taking. It's, 
it's actual advising. You're, you're a trusted advisor and you want to add value to people's lives. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to add value to people's lives. And, and I just knew that you get to this point where you grow up and you're just like, no, this isn't, this isn't right. What you're saying isn't right. And in the moment before you mature and before you realize that you think that they know everything in that moment, everything he said to me about insurance and starting an insurance business, I took for fact. And then I realized, okay, or I could do my own research and talk to other people. And that's when they're like, what are you talking about? Wait, he said, what? That's not true. And that's not true. And, you know, for instance, I'll give you a small example. He, he's like, oh, an E&O policy costs like a certain amount. It was like a crazy, ridiculous amount that I was just like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to save up a little more than I thought to start this venture. And then when I did my own research and got a quote for myself with someone else, I realized it wasn't what he said, you know? So that that's when I was just like, you know what? I believe in myself. I know... I know where I want to go. And if I need to struggle in the beginning for a year or two, but I am like the master of my, you know, of my future, then I rather do that. I left a, a very high paying salary to go on my own and to be, you know, I didn't make a lot of money for the next couple of years. You know, as you know, when you start up a business, you're just investing, investing, investing. So I left a, a position of, of comfort and of security to do what I'm doing right now. And obviously when I look back, I'm just like, I'm so glad that I did that obviously, you know, but, but in that moment, a lot of people, they don't make, you know, that they, they're operating out of fear and, and obviously everyone has their things, you know, like there are people who are single parents, you know, that they, they have to think about the mortgage and, and their families first. And so sometimes it's hard to, to take that leap, to do the things you want to do that you feel that are going to fulfill you. But I say that the advice that I would give is to come up with a plan on earnings, I'm and I liked that the last time I went to the Dream Lab, you guys had a speaker talk about money. And I really liked that because she said a lot of people don't like to do this part, like to talk about actual figures. Like she was talking about figures that she was making monthly and how she grew, et cetera. And I like that she did that because that's very important to do that, right? So especially when you're going to start a business, what I did was I said, okay, how many policies do I need to sell to pay the rent? How many policies do I need to sell to pay, you know, all of my bills that I have, my personal bills and the business's bills? And that's sort of how I came up with, okay, this can work. I'll be broke for like a year, but I can do this. Why not? I just have to set goals for myself. And then, you know, so... I think that that's really important. I like that. Um, if anybody is listening, if you've been in that situation where someone has just shut things down with what they're sharing as facts and you still feel that incline, I hope you take this as your sign, like you can still do that. Go do your own research and really think about 
like you said, I mean, sometimes it happens in the simplest things. Like, I mean, Audrey and I will talk about sometimes how we would prefer to, you know, hire help to help us with our home. And the first thing when I share that sometimes with people is like, well, I wouldn't be able to afford them. Like, well, do you know how much it costs? And they're like, no. And then when I share, they're like, oh, wait. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Because you're, there's no concept there to what you're really trying to do. And then on top of that, here comes someone and tells you it's going to cost a million dollars for you to do this, right? Yeah. And then you find out it's not. Right. right. So if somebody's really shut you down and also pay attention to, there's a couple of things there that I notice that I've seen happen to myself and to other people is when people are trying to manipulate you by telling you, oh, you know, we could partner and um, we could do this. But in the end, you're really just going to work for them. So that's still not going to work. Right. So just be like, listen to those, those things that are happening and also learn to trust yourself so you can make these decisions and and know that the sacrifices are temporary because you trust you're going to make it work in the end and I like that you mentioned that because I've been I've been reading a lot of these books about how to scale your business and listening to to certain people who who talk about scaling the business and you have to just look at what's important to you when you're making those decisions, right? Because there are certain investors that, you know, even in insurance, there are a lot of people who will invest in an agency. They'll take a little bit of the ownership. You still work in it. Yeah. You're, sometimes you're working for them. Sometimes you're, it's just shared, but it helps scale your business to a certain you know, it takes you to another level that your agency wouldn't have taken on, on, on its own, like with you. But that's when you ask yourself, what's important to you? So if money and, and just taking it to the next level quickly is, then maybe associating yourself with someone who's going to offer that financial support isn't, it's not the worst thing in the world some of the most successful people that's what they do they partner with others and and then they, they, they grow quicker but if freedom and and the power to make your own decisions for your company all the time if that's most important to you more than even money then that's when i would say maybe that's not a good idea you know what i mean so it's just all about who you are, what kind of business owner do you want to be? What kind of, what kind of worker do you want to be? What kind, like, do you just want the, like, I know people who run businesses that make a certain amount. They're not really trying to grow it to a certain level. They just like the freedom. They can do what they want when they please. And, and that's it. And that's what's most valuable to them. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, when I work with clients, we always start with understanding what your personal values are, because I don't think people realize how those could be a deciding factor. Yeah. Um, so before we leave, though, you do have, we talked about how you got started and the value that you are so excited and passionate about to providing for people. But now let's say people have a business, what are they not thinking about that you think they should be considering? And what are some tips that if you're a business owner right now, definitely tune in because a lot of all this stuff really matters to the success of your business. Absolutely. So one of the most important things is hire a good tax accountant. That is very important when you're starting a business. 
knowing what entity to form when you're starting a business, knowing when to form an LLC versus a corporation versus just running as a DBA. There are levels to taxes that are very intricate and important that you're not going to know on your own. And so I always say link with a tax advisor or a tax accountant to go over those things because it could be very expensive if you don't. There are a lot of different, like the, when the IRS starts sending their love letters, AKA hate letters, you know, it could be very expensive. We've seen it with businesses just because they had like a friend of a friend doing their paperwork or they were trying to do it themselves. And, you know, what I say to that is, I, I don't know about you guys, but I can't do hair to save my life. I've bought all the tools to do it. I've tried. I just, I can't do my own hair. So I will always just pay someone to do my hair. If there's something that I don't know how to do well, I'm going to just pay someone to do it because my time is very valuable. And rather than me try to go on YouTube and figure something out, I'm just going to, to me, like the, like cleaning, for example, I'm actually an expert cleaner. I want to say, I think so anyway, uh, growing up with a Dominican mom. Uh, but I decided that it takes me too long to do that on the weekend. I'm not going to just sit here and clean my house. I hired someone and it wasn't, I, I really don't, I feel like I have a really good deal. So people should quote that out. And and it saves me hours in the day that I could be putting into my business or other personal development where I could make so much more money. So, you you know, it's the same thing with taxes and insurance. Hire someone to that that's already put in the years and has the expertise. That's very important. You'll save a lot of money. You'll know how to form your company. You'll know what taxes come into play you'll know what kind of things you can deduct for your business like what kind of write-offs you can have because right now i'm very proud of our community our culture like what we've done in america you know obviously you see it with audrey's parents you know my parents a lot of our our community people they came here they they started to grow they did things that Sometimes I think about like, how did they do this? Coming to a new country and not knowing the language, right? I have like the most respect for immigrants that come from other countries that speak other languages. And this goes for all immigrants across the world, not just like, you know, the Spanish immigrants. But the point is that, you know, one thing that I feel like our people could do a little bit better is work in that in that professional side where we we get aligned more with taxes and insurance because that's really going to help you in your business that's going to help you take things to the next level and also protect you the way that you need to be protected and a lot of times our people never speak that language i don't know about you guys but how many here in connecticut i don't know that many like latino attorneys here in Connecticut anyway. I don't know that many. I know so many attorneys. I know maybe like one or two Latino attorneys. And I know everyone, like, you know what I mean? Like Spanish speaking. The same thing with insurance professionals. I don't know that many Latino Spanish insurance professionals that are doing what I do here. There's not that many. Every time I go to all these conferences and everything, you know, 
the people aren't, it's all just one type of people. And I think that that's the reason why, you know, we've been at this place where sometimes you just can't take things to the next level because there's limited knowledge there. So that to me is very important on the tax side. Insurance for your business, link with an insurance advisor. Why? Because there is no one size fit all for business insurance. Every type, there's so many different coverages when it comes to businesses. Like you wouldn't even imagine the type of coverages there are. And every business requires different things. And you're not going to know that unless you're, you're in that insurance world or you're doing hours of research, you know? So again, pay someone to look at these things for you. That is something that is extremely important to me, I think. Um, Yeah. It's interesting you say about the attorneys. I know a lot of attorneys, but they all do civil action and civil rights. And that I think that's just very nature of our culture of like, we want to help and we want to be in it for like, you know, helping our community. But what you just said is really important. There are so many ways we could help our community. It's not just by volunteering and working in, in areas which they're needed, right? They're needed and we need representations in all areas. But this is a, a place where if you really want to understand what next level looks like, it's going to require, you know, a different set of eyes, a different mindset and different skill sets that are at the table. There are certain people like the most successful people as we know it, they have people that know all the ways, all the loopholes that can help them tax wise, for instance, as you guys know, politicians and, and other people that we know, you know, some of the most successful people. Why? Because if you don't have the right people helping you with taxes for your business, you will pay a price. And that price is often what prevents us from going to the next level. Yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And it's even a conversation Sabrina and I have with each other. And I I think especially women, sometimes we're, we're scared to dive into finances and into this world. And maybe it is because of the lack of knowledge, but you know, part of our growth as women, as business women, is to do this research and go to experts like you. Oh, we want to thank you so much for being here today. Totally inspired by your story and your growth, your, the way you've overcome your fears to get to where you are today. So let everybody know where to find you. Yes, I am. So we are an agency. We are located in Waterbury, Connecticut. We have two locations in Waterbury and we are opening soon a new location in Naugatuck, Connecticut. However, we can be found online. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We do serve uh, other states. We are in Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Texas, and Florida. So we can help people out virtually as well. Thank you so much for that. Uh, It's been a pleasure to have you on. And I think that this just shares a different side of how people can really push themselves to try something they've always been wanting to do. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you for having me. And I just wanted to mention one last thing. 
I love I love what you guys do for women. Um, and I love the name, the Dream Lab. I don't know if I ever told you that, Audrey, but I, I just no. love it. I don't know who came up with it, but it's a really nice name for, for what you guys do. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, we, we really wanted to create a space where we're just exploring everything that it takes to build not just a dream, but the success that we really want. And I, and I think it's a multifaceted conversation. I don't think there's one road there. So that's what we aim for. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. I am so proud of her. Like, I'm listening to her and I feel like a big sister because I watched her grow up. And something that we didn't get to touch upon is that a lot of her family members, like her mom, her siblings work with her. So it truly is a family business. That's awesome. Because often we think of if our parents didn't start the family business, then we can't really have a family business. And it's not really about when it gets started. It's just about creating, you know, all this opportunity for ourselves and how possible that is. I also just like how she really went into detail about the real fears about that are put upon mm-hmm. us sometimes by others who don't have the vision we have or they're just intimidated by us right and this happens a lot and I think that it just opens up some light for some of our listeners who feel like well you know I've, I've always wanted to do this but I just didn't think I could do it like that person or I just have a different vision so this is this was definitely an enlightening conversation I mean, when she told us that her boss went through her email, not once, but twice, like you guys couldn't see me, but my jaw dropped. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's like, they have the right to do that. And part of why you start a business is to have the freedom on your terms. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is I know a lot of our listeners will relate to that because Mm. people do work in very toxic environments that way. I personally have never had that happen to me, but I've heard stories from friends and even colleagues in places where I did work in other departments that was happening. And I'm always shocked like you because I'm like, how does a person even decide like, well, I'm going to go through their email, you know? So Mm -hmm. those things happen, but you get to decide if that's for you or not for you. And you get to start really building out a plan. And the one thing I always tell the women I work with is there's fear sometimes that creeps up in creating the plan because you think that if you create the plan, that's it, you have to go do it tomorrow. You don't. You're just deciding to do the research. You're deciding to start the plan. And you're deciding that when you're ready, you'll take that leap. But the plan doesn't mean that you have to jump off today. Yeah. And something that she said that I actually wanted to jump in, but I let her finish speaking is that she said, well, I I did fail. And I wanted to say, well, it's not a failure. Because sometimes I feel like when we don't follow through at first and let our fears get to us and that moment on the ground where you're feeling bad and you're feeling full of doubts, that moment is so useful because it's teaching you, I don't want to be here. And then using that moment to pick yourself up and keep going, that is success. And also the other part of it is she talked about all the fears that she had But she went through with it anyway, especially that moment when her boss tried to scare her with how much insurance was until she went and did her own research. That's the thing about fear. Until we learn to dance with it and go through it, yes, the work it takes might be hard in the sense that it's going to stretch us and require more of us. But 
when we get to a point where we're more comfortable in these new skills that we're acquiring and we're able to look back, you're going to realize it's never, ever, ever as bad as you made it out to be in your head. Yeah, because even if she would have gone back and it was what he quoted, I think that in her mind, there would have been a new, almost like a new light switch. I mean, like, okay, this is going to be more, but now I know mm-hmm. how much I have. To. And she said that, right? She's like, mm-hmm. this is going to cost me more, which means her brain was already going there. Looking for and, solutions. Right. And it would have been like, okay, so it is that much and I can save more, right? And then the last thing, guys, make sure you follow her because it is so true. Starting a business, the all parts can be hard at times. But then if you really want to scale, if you really want to grow your business, it's something Audrey and I talk about a lot because we're trying to us ourselves understand where we're taking this and how we can maximize ourselves and our brands for the big vision we really have. You really have to know your numbers and you don't have to be scared of them. You can talk to people and you really have to understand what you need as a business, right? So first and foremost, I always tell people you have a business Yes, you have to have confidence. Yes, you have to do that. But you have to understand just what it, what an entity is and what it requires to own a business here in the United States so that you can get through all the hurdles that can come to your way, right? At the end of the day, it is a business. So we talk right. a lot about mindset. We talk a lot about growth. And all those things are necessary. And there isn't a piece of paper that's going to stop you from owning a business, but understanding these complicated parts that we make out to be sometimes helps us in the long run and they serve us. These laws are here for a lot of reasons. And in some cases, like she says, there's people that are really maximizing them and you can too. Yeah. I mean, we, I know we carry as a people so much pride and honor and being able to build a business and do something like to carry on this legacy that we feel from our parents, but a lot because we weren't taught in the same way, like, Americans, white people were taught, we don't know about these things. And so we could get cheated out of a lot of money just because we didn't know. So it's important to become well-versed in this. Yeah. Well, happy Friday, guys. Thank you so much. If you're not following us at the Dream Lab, go to the dot Dream Lab and make sure you to follow Audrey and I. If you're looking for a one-on-one coach for confidence and life, reach out to Audrey you're looking to scale your business and really understand what is required to make big money in your business, reach out to me. And like Audrey always says, make sure to subscribe, guys. Share it with a friend. Yeah, share this podcast. Share the gems that Mooney gave you today. Put it on your story. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. Let us know how much you love us. All right. Bye, guys. (laughs) Happy Friday.